The Amani Speak Show, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. Sunday, Sunday nights on ConsciousRadio.com. to have you back on the show um you know when you came on last year i had so many people asking about you and asking when you were going to come back on and you know so happy and honored when you said yes you would come back on so here we are and um you know if you don't mind just sharing um you know a brief summary of you know who you are um and then we'll go into your journey and you know your books and all the wonderful things you're doing and the people that you're making a difference in their life. But if you just, you know, just let people know a little bit about you and then we'll start the interview. Okay, sounds good. Well, first I'd like to say uh, thank you, Imani, for having me on again. Um, the last show was very amazing. You know, I was excited to be a part of it, especially after, you know, you telling me you had looked for me for about a year. Yes. So I was kind of excited. <laughs> <laughs> I will, yeah, uh, I, I should say that actually. Um, I saw um, I saw a video with Coach Kelly uh, about I think it must have been a couple of years ago now, and um, you know I was you know really like wow, and I put it up on my YouTube channel, and so many people you know came and you know they were saying wow you know what an awesome spirit what a beautiful woman you know and you know they they people were just you know well how can we find her how can we find her and I said I don't know I don't know so I tried many different you know many different ways uh, but what it was I missed the you know you've got the in your in your your name Kelly and um one night I was up and um I don't know I don't know what happened but anyway I found you and it was like oh my god I found her I found her and, um, you know, and here we are. And we did that interview and it was absolutely amazing. So, yes, it took me, I think, it took me about a year to find you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I'm excited, that you, I'm excited that you found me and I'm excited that you, you know, asked me to come back to be on your show. Of course. I mean, my God. Those, <laughs> yeah, who don't know who I am. I am Coach Kelly. Uh, 
six-time author, six-time award-winning author, life, health, and wellness coach. And I'm also the owner of Transformer Lives Worldwide Comma LLC, where I help people uh, create their best selves, create, uh, develop emotional freedom, discover their infinite possibilities, and basically be the best version of who they are. And that's, that's pretty much what I do, mind, body, soul work. Um, a little bit about my journey, just why we're here. A couple of years ago, I learned I had intestinal worms and an overgrowth of candida yeast in my body uh, due to my skin being 70% uh, damaged. With um, uh, It felt like I was burning from the inside, so I had like purple scars and red scars, and then eventually it just all turned kind of black and they were raised. And it, it was a very, very painful experience. It really was. Uh, it's not something that I want to ever experience again. It's not something that I want people to experience. It was really painful. But I will say this. The journey was worth every bit of it because my truth and my ability to be transparent and my ability to find courage to share my body with the world is the reason why a lot of people around the world are able to find healing in themselves today. So I'm honored to have been blessed with that experience because now it has moved people to eat better, right? To feel better and to think better. So I wouldn't change anything about my experience. Wow. Thank you. I, I was just finding you on, on your page there. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I, I feel, you know, you just, as I said, you know, just me um, putting it up on my YouTube channel and, and what people were saying um, about you know your story and how you just motivated and empowered them you know with their with their life um you know coach kelly you've done so many things i mean you've got six books out um and you're award winning you know um author but you you know i just want to really just talk to you about some of the things that you're doing now and um i know you're very much about you know mindset you know people transforming themselves from the mind because, you know, that is so important. Um, can you kind of, can you go into that a little bit for us? Yes, I can. So one of the things that I have learned in my journey of healing, first I've been on this path since I was about 20. So I've been on this, this path of healing and self-love and really trying to discover why I'm born, why I was here, why did the universe create me? So I've been on this path for over 20 years and just learning to look at myself. But one of the things I discovered was my mindset. I, I was full of stinking thinking, right? My thoughts were very, very negative. And so I learned that through my thoughts, the emotions or the negative emotions are going to be uh, toxic. And through that toxic emotion, I'm going to create or manifest some issues physically or some negative behavior. So over my years, when I first wrote uh, Perfectly Planned uh, 10 years ago, 11 years ago, I realized then that although I had the experience of incest and sexual abuse and rape, although I had those experiences, what I thought about the experiences was what's going to make or break me, right? Because we've been taught to believe that it is traumatizing, and it is. It, it's, it's a horrible experience for a child to go through, and so is domestic violence. And a lot of these issues that women have to deal with, the abuse and being second class and not being treated fairly, all of those things take a toll on you. However, what you think about the, about the experience or your perception 
of the of the experience is what's going to make you or break you. So I chose. I made a conscious choice to see the experience of incest and rape and sexual abuse as something that was for me and not to me. And I don't say that in a in a in an arrogant or I don't say that in a way to deny the experience. I don't say it to deny the pain. I say it to confirm that those things made me who I am. I I, I decided to change my looking lens, my glass, you know, my looking glass. I made a decision to change how I was going to see these things. And I don't see them for what they are. I see them for how they developed me into being the person that I am and learning to love myself and learning to have compassion and learning to forgive and learning to move through and understanding that there will always be storms. But how you see it and how you think about it and how you feel about it is what's going to make a break. Yeah, totally agree with you. The meaning that you put to any event, any situation is definitely going to, you know, and this is why different people can go for the same thing. And, you know, some people can be, you know, traumatized to the point of, you know, maybe taking their life or doing, you know, doing something really self-destructive. And then somebody else can say, you know what, I'm going to take this and make this meaning, you know, matter so that I can help myself and others as well. And, you know, that's the, that's the thing, that's the, 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 the main thing. And, um, you know, just listening to the um, recording we did, you know, previously, um, the power, you know, that was coming from you was incredible. And here, here you are again with the very same, you know, level of energy. Um, you know, Coach Kelly, I know you've got several books. And, you know, I think one of the things about being an author is you're able to you know, transfer, you know, your journey, your thoughts, you know, you know, really make, um, really have people, you know, go into the contents of your mind. And I really want to talk about, um, I really would like you to talk about your your books. Where would you like to start? Because, you know, we've got six, six here. Not normally, you know, I'm talking to someone about one or two, but we've got six books that you've um, authored. I can start at the first book because the first book is my journey. It is the beginning of my journey. So my first book is Perfectly Planned, Overcoming Incest, Rape, and Sexual Abuse. I wrote that book at 38. And um, I I wrote it because I wanted to free myself. I wanted to free myself of the strangulation of child molestation, right? And I wanted to understand. I wanted to look back to gain some knowledge. I wanted to look back to see just how damaged I was from that childhood experience. I wanted to recognize how it affected me. Then I wanted to embrace those things, right? And then I wanted to accept it because it doesn't change. And then I wanted to just to just release those things that didn't serve me a purpose. So whether it was the compulsive behaviors, whether it was being promiscuous, whether it was shopping or whether it was drinking alcohol, Whatever those compulsive behaviors was that I developed to hide and to run from my pain, I wanted to recognize them, embrace them, accept them, and then release them. And I've been able to do that. However, even after writing my first book, I realized I was still damaged. You know, the way I related to men, the way I related, related to women was so very dysfunctional. So very low vibrational. The energy was very, very low and toxic. And I, and I realized that in my relationship 
with my son's father. You know, he was the per first man that I was able to actually open up to after all of that abuse. And I was about 28. And he was the first guy that I was able to open up and be able to, you know, have sex with and not have these traumas and these reminders and these triggers. And in that relationship, I realized I was just as toxic and just as dysfunctional as I was in the first book. So there was a lot of domestic violence leading me to the second book, Overcoming Toxic Relationships, Creating Power from Past Pain. And the reason why I say creating power from past pain, because it is in my past pain that I've been able to go back and create from. It is in my past pain that I'm able to pull the power from that and give to the universe, right? You see, because I'm using me, I'm using my pain, I'm using the power that, that's inside of me. I'm empowering myself so that I can share this with the world to teach others that it is okay to have a level of dysfunction and, and experience toxicity. It's okay to be, to have depression. It's okay to just not be okay. When you've gone mm -hmm. through those childhood traumas, there are going to be things that you are not going to like about yourself. And in writing my books, I've learned to accept myself. I've learned to accept the dysfunctions. I've learned to accept the shadow self. I've learned to accept those parts of me that are just going to always be parts of me. Right? And I've learned to just accept my whole self. So in overcoming toxic relationships, I'm talking about the dysfunctional relationships, whether it's with a boyfriend, whether it's with female friends, whether it's with a job or my family. I'm, I'm talking myself. I'm teaching myself how to move through. I'm learning how to accept again, again, the adult who is still seeking love, the adult who is still desperately looking for somebody to fill her up. I was still in that space of looking for somebody to love me because I didn't love myself. And so overcoming toxic relationships is really about me relating to myself and how I related to, to myself was exactly how people related to me. Right. They're both true, uh, two very powerful stories. And those two books led me to mental makeover. You see, between perfectly planned and overcoming a toxic relationship, that is when I, I learned I still had stinking thinking. I still mm -hmm. had toxic emotions. I still had foul behaviors, right? And all of this, from my thoughts to my emotions to my behaviors, all of it was the reason why, if I could fast forward to, you know, from 38 to 48, why you saw me as sick as I was, physically challenged as I was. Mm -hmm. All of that was years and years of emotional toxins, years of stinking thinking, years of bad behaviors like drinking all the time and eating horrible foods and, you know, unforgiveness. All of that was a combination of me just being in a very, very toxic space. And so Mental Makeover, it's a book of quotes, original quotes that either come from some books that I've written or just come from the, the universe downloading in me. And those those quotes about love and inspiration and motivation and success and forgiveness and abuse. And I share that book, Meant to Make Over Creating a Positive Mindset, because at that time I was learning to create a positive mindset in myself, in myself. Right. So from that book came Perfectly Planned Workbook. A guide to releasing trauma or pain associated with childhood trauma. So that's a workbook. That's a workbook. It's 65 pages of power packed exercises to help clients move through their pain in the privacy of their own home. 
Some people don't want to hire me right away. And so I offer them the book and then they can do their own exercises in that book. And from there, it's all about life. It's a book of poems. These are true short stories. I don't, I don't share that a lot, but the poems in there are true short stories. Some of them are very graphic. Some of them will trigger you, right? And some of them are, you know, kind of happy-go-lucky, silly poems. But for the most part, it's truly a, an expression. It's an expression of who I am. And then finally, my sixth book, Detox Your Diet, Closing the Gap Between Disease and Death. Probably mm -hmm. one of the most powerful books I've written. It is another true story of me suffering deeply and intensely. Me suffering to a point of wanting to commit suicide. Yes, that's how bad it was. You know, the shame that I had to overcome to be able to share that video that most of the world saw. The shame that I had to, you know, going outside and people frowning at me and looking at my body and... It was so devastating. I cried daily. My body burned from the inside, you know, and it all came from eating horrible foods, having horrible thoughts and having emotional toxins. You know, if, if, if you don't get the message that I'm getting, if there is one message that you can get right now, please watch what you're harboring in your mind because you're going to manifest it. Whatever is in there, it is going to show up. I have suffered from more than 30 diseases in my life, over 30, probably more, probably some that I don't even know or don't even remember, all because I ate poorly, I thought poorly, I felt poorly, and I behaved poorly, right? But today, I'm happy to say that I'm walking in optimal health. My health is great, right? I feel good. I think good. And I'm conscious about what I keep in my mind today. So again, I'm honored to have had all of these experiences. Yes, including sexual abuse. I'm honored to have experienced domestic violence. I'm grateful to have all of these experiences, the, the overgrowth of candida and 70% of my skin being dark and just feeling like the elephant man. I am grateful because without all of that, I would not be on your radio show right now, Imani. So thank you very much for having me again. You know, thank you, um, Coach Kelly. And, you know, everything you've said there, so it's so heartfelt. I just like, oh, my God, you know. But what you said, is, which is really important, is your thoughts, your emotions, your behavior. And, you know, what you throw into this body temple is very, very important. And, um, you know, yes. I know your books, you know, and, and what I liked about what you said, you know, the, the workbook because I think, you know, when you talked about your first two books, it sounded like it was quite cathartic for you. You were writing and growing and learning and, you know, emptying, you know, stuff. And um, I think, you know, that's that's the thing. I think sometimes people just want to read a book. But when they read a book and then they have a workbook alongside, that is very powerful because now they can actually see their thoughts on paper and actually, you know, because these thoughts, they just go around and we, we don't always notice that they're there. But when you stopped and you have to think and then you realize, you know, all these blocks that's holding you back. So I think that's really, really powerful. H how can people get hold of your books, um, Coach Kelly? So all of my books are um, on Amazon. They're also at my website, www.kelley.com. Porter.com, P-O-R-T-E-R. -E I'm actually, uh, I just ordered some, so... 
Um, you may see Amazon out right now because I, I'm I'm in, in transition in between distribution companies. So right now, if you are interested, just go directly to my website. I have order books, so they are coming directly to me. So that's www.kelleyporter.com and then forward slash books. B-O-O-K-S. Wow. Okay, thank you so much for that. So, you know, um, what I'd like to do really is just go into some of the things, you know, that you do. Because I know you work with people and they relate you, your clients come to you for relationship you know coaching um they come to you for you know health as we as we said and many different things even you know even sort of growing spiritually doing some spiritual work with you yes um yes yeah so can you can you talk us through some of those um experiences and you know what people can expect mm -hmm, so when someone comes to me for relationship coaching uh, what I don't do is I don't teach people to stay together. I teach people to create their best self and then bring those two people back together. Wow. I have coached, <laughs> I have coached clients. Yeah. And, and it's really weird because I have coached couples who have actually separated and or divorced mm -hmm. because they, they, they realize that they're not in the space of being with that person anymore. They're not in a space of even desiring that relationship mm. so they can now walk away in peace versus fighting and walking away angry. And so therefore taking that same anger to the next person. And I've also coached people of couples into learning to be accountable. Stop pointing the finger. You're responsible for your thoughts, emotions and behaviors. You know, and a part of my job is to help you see what you don't want to see, feel what you don't want to feel. Right. And, 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 just be able to accept those those parts of you that are that you haven't accepted that the world deems is unacceptable. Once we learn to accept ourselves, we learn to accept those parts in our partner that don't appear to be so attractive, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that's what it's really about. We've got to get to a space of just allowing each other to be who they are and then learn to help each other grow. And not only that, we have to be willing to listen. We, 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 we're, we're in such an egotistical space that we're self-sabotaging. We don't even realize that we're destroying our relationships through our thought process, right? There's mm -hmm. always, there's a liar, a judge, and a critic in everybody. Right. And those parts of us are going to always be there. We have to know when soul is talking versus ego. Ego is nothing but destruction. And it is a meeting of the egos. When two people come together and there's a lot of riffraff and there's fighting and there's drama, they're not coming together as soulful people. So I help, I help couples Create their best self. Let, let me help you while, I, while I'm coaching both of them. They're doing their own work. And now let's bring these people together. Now, can these people relate on a different level? When people come to me for spiritual well-being or spiritual coaching, it truly is about uh, allowing your best self to manifest. There is a God. There is an energy. There is a source. There is a power. Right. And, and some of us call him God. Some of us call him Jesus. Some of us call him Allah, Buddha. We have all these names. But one thing we're missing is God is within us. Yes. They are little gods. God is within <laughs> us. I teach people to tap into that God, that other person. It is that other person that has allowed me to take a jump and just move to Arizona. 
right? Mm -hmm. I've never lived anywhere else in my life. But it is that person who has given me enough courage to say, just go. Trust the process of life. All things will work out when we believe in the God inside of us. So when we look at spirituality, we're looking at being connected to everything. I am connected to the animals. I am connected to all humans. When I heal, the world heals, right? We're connected and there is a disconnect and it, you, you can see it. You can see it everywhere. There is a disconnect in humans from their soul. Mm -hmm. This is why we're so angry and, and, and we, we're so in this egotistical state and there is a lot of uh, dysfunction. There's a lack of love. We're disconnected. We are disconnected. Once we get connected to the God in us, God has given us all that we need. Everything we need is inside of us. We just have to learn to tap into it. Once we do that, the sky really is the limit. Mm -hmm. So in that aspect, I teach people to become and access the gods and the goddesses that we truly already are. Yeah, that's so powerful. Then, yeah, oh, sorry, carry on. Yes, please. And I was going to say, when we look at a coaching for health and wealth, we're really looking at mind, body, soul. Mm -hmm. it's, it's not about eating. Eating is very important. Mm -hmm. It really is. But it starts here. Because if you think pork is good for you, that's a thought that starts right there. Mm -hmm. If you think bacon is good for you, that's a thought that start right there. That's thinking, thinking. Mm -hmm. So I can feed you, I can feed you the, the best fruits and vegetables and I can make the best beans and the greens and we can do all these great things. But if your thoughts are not aligned, then you're going to go back to doing what you used to do. And so all of those fruits and vegetables won't mean anything. That's it fine. starts here. It's a transformation of the mindset. We got to get out of what we were taught as children. I was taught that you, when you wake up in the morning, you have an animal butt, a, 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 a baby egg, I mean a baby chicken, and some potatoes that are going to be fried in grease, and the body can't absorb or, or get rid of both of them. Yeah. We're taught dysfunction. We're taught it's ignorance and illness. We're taught to eat things that are killing us, and then we think they're food. Mm. We think we think a dead cow is food. Mm. We think a dead chicken is food. We believe that cow milk is going to give us vitamin D. How? <laughs> right? These are things we're taught. If you tell somebody something over and over and over and over again, now they believe it, and they believe it right mm. here mm -hmm. in their mindset. So healing starts right here. It doesn't matter what you eat. If you don't have it here, all of that's going to go out the window. And I can give you a quick example. Please. I did a phenomenal journey of healing, right? And every now and then I was having my chicken, right? My fried chicken, because, you know, we love us some flag fried chicken now. You know, that's hard to give up. <laughs> <laughs> so even with me, you know, I backslid, had a little bit too much chicken, right? And I don't eat potatoes. I have some French fries. We can backslide. But if your mind has been transformed, you can easily jump back on the bandwagon. And that's what we're not doing. So when we look at health and wellness, we're not just looking at the physical aspect. We're not just looking at you releasing weight. We're looking at mind transformation so mm -hmm. that it could be lifestyle and not just for a moment. So there's a variety of programs, you know, that I teach. But overall, everything is mind, body, soul. Wow. Yeah, that's very, very powerful. And, you know, I liked what you said about the relationship situation. You need, you know, you need two whole people to, to make a quality relationship. So I like that you start with the person, you know, 
each individual first. Um, yes. Yes. And, um, you know, again, as you've said, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to change very much if you don't transform your mind first. Yes. That's yes. where everything starts yes. because, you know, because this is the thing, people will say things like, I'm going to go on a diet, I'm going to do this. And, you know, like at the end, at the beginning of the year, people make a lot of resolutions, but it, by, I think by the end of January, it's all gone and they're back to square one because, as you say, you know, it, it wasn't started at the root. You know, it was just a whim yes. and getting carried away with, you know, the, the celebrations. Um, you know, so what I, what I want to do, is that, have you taught, is that all the books that you've mentioned there, um, Coach Kelly? So, yeah, so there's Perfectly Planned, Overcoming Toxic Relationships, Perfectly Planned Workbook. It's all about life, mental makeover, and uh, detox. However, I am in the process of releasing my seventh book. <laughs> I haven't said a date yet. <laughs> but, yeah it's, um, yeah, it's Creating a Better Me, Cultivating My Confidence. And I say creating a better me so that when the buyer purchases it, the book becomes all about them, about creating them, a better me. Yes. And it's really some of the tools that I've used to build my confidence and truly have a sense of belief in me that I can do all things through me and the God that's in me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I haven't set a date for release yet. <laughs> that's, that's actually what I was going to ask you next. I was going to say to you, you know, with all that you've done and now you are, you know, an international businesswoman and you know, clients everywhere across the, across the globe. Um, you know, what, what would you, how do you, um, do you coach people? Do you coach people in business as well? Because I, I, I was on your website and there's so many categories and, you know, really, um, you know, interesting that you can imagine different people want different needs, different things. So do you do that as well? So here, here's, here's what I tell people in business. <laughs> so a, a, a lot of us, we want to have a business and we want to become an overnight sensation, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to be famous and we want these phenomenal things in our business. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If your mindset is not healthy, your business won't be healthy. It just won't be. So I've had many people come to me and say, well, they want to they want to learn what their purpose is or they want to become a speaker or they want to become a writer. You know, they want to start a business. And and here's you, you got to understand, you can start whatever you want to start if you have the right mindset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So we forget about personal development. We forget that our person needs to be, de- be developed before our business can be developed. Right. Our person needs to be developed. So we're so, and sometimes we hide behind our businesses. Sometimes we use our business to make us feel good. We think that's going to build us up. It's no different than a cigarette or marijuana or crack or alcohol or going shopping. A business is, it's, it's another way to escape. It's another thing to do. Now, don't get me wrong. Some people have true passion. We all have gifts. We all have gifts and we have talents. And yes, we should be utilizing, giving the world our gifts. But at the same time, are we developing our person? Our person needs to be developed. And I can tell you that from, from experience. 10 years ago, 11 years ago, when I started doing business, and I would have these uh, seminars called Silence No More Seminar, mm-hmm. stand up and speak out. And this is for people who had ever experienced any form of childhood abuse. Mm-hmm. And when, when only four people showed up at my event, I was broke down crying. I was ready to give up. You know, I felt like a failure. 
because my person wasn't developed. My person was not developed and prepared for the experience or the failures that come along with running a business. So when people come to me about running a business, I ask them, are you really prepared to run a, run a business? How is your person? How is your person? Mm-hmm. Right? Because at the end of the day, your business is not going to be successful if you're not emotionally and mentally successful. Emotions mean everything in a business. And I've seen people post, get your emotions out the business. Oh, they're always in the business. They're always in the business because it's your person. It's your true self. It's who you are. And if you're not able to be transparent in a business, now you're a lying business, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, your vision is my business. However, I need people to be 100% sure on your why. If your why is about money, you shouldn't be starting a business. Yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be deeper than that, you know, help, you know, making a difference. Um, as your title says, you know, you're a transformational mind coach. Yes, yes, yes. And my business, Transforming Lives Worldwide. That is what I do. I transform lives. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, you know, Coach Kelly, what I want to ask you here is, um, as you just said, Transforming Lives. Can you tell us um, a little bit about some of the 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 kind, you know, the, the people that's... Um, come to you and you know what you've seen you know because I think sometimes for people it's that thing of you know can it can it happen for me you know they'll see you and they'll think you know coach Kelly is you know she's so strong and you know she's got this amazing confidence and what have you and they don't always realize that you know people don't always start like that but you know obviously you've seen so many people now what would you say um, about that in, in terms of the people that's come to you? Does anyone stand out for you or a few people you want to share with us? Well, I've, I've worked with quite a few people since I released um, that video a couple of years ago. Uh, I think collectively it was probably th- viewed over three million times. Yes. But I have worked with some, yeah, I have worked with some very unique people. And uh, one of the things that I see a lot is the lack of self-love, Imani. Yes. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, it's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. But I also tell you what I see in my clients is me. Mm-hmm. I see either the person that I was, or I also see something that I need to learn. So my clients are all phenomenal people. But the one thing that they have in common is the lacking or the absence or the the have not accessed their love within them, their self-love, have not accessed or understand their worth, right? I see a lot of indoctrination. I see a lot of brainwashing. I see a lot of uh, resistance in that. um, How can I do this? You know, I can't do it if this, I can't do it if that. I see a lack of belief in self. And, 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 And most of my clients that come to me, you know, you can come to me and say you want health and wellness. You can come to me and say you want to create a better relationship. But at the end of the day, it's always about you. Everything starts with you, right? So, I've, again, I've had some phenomenal clients, but the one thing that stands out, there's not a lot of love for self. We've been taught to love externally. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many barriers that has to be broken, so many barriers that has to be removed to get people to see that it starts with you. 
it's not over there. It's not over there. It's not over there. And it's not over there. It's inside of you. So there is that commonality, the lack of belief in self, the lack of self-love and not knowing their worth. Coach Kenny, do you think that's most more prevalent in women? As you were saying that, I felt, um, you know, women tend to, you know, always be looking to, you know, they tend to put their power outside. Is that something that you would say? Do you agree with that or? Yes, I do. Because from day one, women have always been taught to feel like we're second class. Mm -hmm. You know, we are considered a vulnerable population because of uh, the dominant classes, the male class, right? Because we're, we're perceived as weaker because we're not physically stronger. The abuse that we have to experience, right? And so for women, I think now when you look at women today, there is a sense of being tired. There is a sense of frustration. There is a sense of you will treat me equal because man and woman are equal at the soul level. However, women have been, we, we forgot who we are. Women forgot. We became wives and we became mothers and we became, you know, the community mother. We forgot who we are as individuals. Mm -hmm. We forgot the power. We forgot the feminine aspect of us. We forgot that we are the earth. The woman is yeah. the mother earth. There is no earth without the mother, without the woman. And we forgot that. And we got caught up in the men taking care of us. And we got caught up in us taking care of them and them going to work and us cooking and cleaning. And we got caught up in this world, this societal world that the dominant has created and, 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 and constructed as to what a woman is supposed to be. And I'm here to tell you, that is not who a woman is. We are here to build, but we are not here to be anybody's slaves. We are not here to be pregnant in a kitchen. We're not here to be building you up if you can't build us up. We are here as an equal. And just like men need strength and men need guidance and motivation, women need it too. We have forgotten who we are, Imani. Women have forgotten we are the backbone of this nation. And we have yeah. forgot that. We have given our power to men. Mm -hmm, we have given mm -hmm. our power to our jobs, to our children. We have given our power to everybody. And it's time for us to take our power back and take our rightful places in this world as queens. Because that is what we are. There is no existence without the woman. And it's time for us to reevaluate what we've been taught, to reevaluate what we've been what we've been taught to believe about us. Mm -hmm. We are more than just wives. Mm -hmm. Right? We are so much more than someone who come in a house and open the door and put a meal on the table. We're more than that. We're CEOs today. We're doctors and we're lawyers and we're business owners and we're entrepreneurs. We're more than that. And it's time that we see ourselves for that. We can no longer continue to give our power away to anybody because the man ain't nothing without the woman. And I miss that. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Um, <laughs> very true. Totally agree with you on that. Um, you know, imagine this world without women, what, you know, what would it be like? And, you know, I know that, I know that, you know, you are, you're not, you know, you're not bashing men or anything because, you know, you, you love men, you've, you're happily married, you've yeah. got a son, but yeah. I, you know, but at the same time, it is true for so many, you know, and so many years or centuries, and even in some, you know, some places today, some terrible things are happening to women. What I want to ask... Yeah. Yes. What I want to ask you, um, as we, we're discussing that, what about the sisterhood? 
um, Coach Kelly. What do you think about, do you think that's also part of the problem? Because women have been, you know, put aside for so long. Do you think it's very difficult for us to, you know, care and trust each other? I think it is, but I also think that trust lies within the woman. If she doesn't trust herself as a woman, she's not going to trust any other woman. Mm -hmm. And so you made a valid point. You said because we're pushed to the side, because we're invisible, because we're not seen. So now imagine, just imagine women being in a position to be seen now. (laughs) You know, women, right? Women are in a position to be seen now. Now we have this, we have these, this, these businesses and we're waking up and we're seeing our value and we're yes. understanding our work. Now it's almost like you put a piece of cheese, one piece of cheese, the mindset, yeah, there's well. one piece of cheese <laughs> right there. And now everybody's trying to scatter <laughs> because it's a scarcity mindset. Again, it goes back to the mindset. If you're taught to believe that um, you're not going to have enough clients or that there's not enough money Mm. or that you have to work really, really hard and 50 hours a week. If you're taught to believe that, then you have a scarcity mindset and you're going to believe that there is not enough. I always say this, and I think I said this on your last show, Mm -hmm. a rabbit, a little rabbit has access to grass everywhere. Yes. You cannot tell me that a grass has access to all of that abundance. I do not. We do too. It's a mindset. If we believe that we have to compete, then the sisterhood is going to go this way. But if we believe that we can collaborate and we can go together, then we'll come together. But if we believe there's not enough, there is no sisterhood because the competition is going to drive us away from each other. Now, I can say this. When I first started in business, I had that mindset. I didn't want to like another woman's post. I didn't want to share another woman's post. This was 11 years ago. Right. I didn't want I didn't want another woman to be seen. I didn't want I didn't want anybody to be seen. You know, uh, that will outshine me because I had a scarcity mindset. That's a scarcity mindset. That's a mindset. of There is not enough. And oh, my gosh, she or he is going to take this away from me. Mm-hmm. But in essence, God has given you and I certain gifts. Yes. No one else has it, yeah. which means no one else can do it, which means there is abundance out there. So if we look at sisterhood. It's going to take us to truly identify uh, the gifts that are in us and, and believe that that the universe has given us these gifts and they're ours and only ours. No one can compete with that. So we should not have to compete. So once we remove the competition and the fear, then sisters can come together and we can support each other and we can love each other. Right. And we can build each other. But until then, there's not going to there's not going to be a lot of sisterhood. Now, there is some, there are women that I'm connected with who are absolutely beautiful, right? But then there are some I know, and I know what competition looks like because it used to be me, right? <laughs> and we see it, <laughs> right? You know, so it's we, we need it, Imani. We, we need to get back to that, the space of sisterhood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And men have divided us too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, sorry, brothers, if you're listening but I do agree with that. I do. I do feel that sometimes, you know, um, men might be at the core of, of why this still exists. But as well, Can I share something with you. Really please. Quick? Yeah, go on. Yeah, go on. Because <laughs> this, this is really powerful. Um, I, my son's father, uh, when I was dating him, he was dating another woman. And I, I honestly didn't know that they were still dating because he lied, you know, and that's OK. So, um, <laughs> We, we dated the same man on and off for years. 
And when we, when I finally decided to truly just cut it, just say, stop it, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I think my son was five. Do you know this woman? And we've had we've had a fight together. We we physically fought. I mean, it was bad. But do you know today, this woman and I are friends. Wow. We're wow. friends. I've I've invited her to Arizona. We were hanging out before I moved out here. You know, I've helped her, and we're like friends now. Because what I realized was, neither one of us was the problem. We just happened to get entangled into this into man's something. life. Yes. Of him playing on women, but we were able to move through it and become friends from it. Yeah, yeah, that that's that's powerful because you know it, it's it, you you see these things being played out, you know, all over the place, and it's like why are the two women, you know, um, upset with each other? They should be upset with the person who's you know who's put, who's brought this problem to them. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> Coach Kelly, you know what I want to ask you about? Because I'm kind of going through all these different, you'll notice a a bit of a correlation here. Young people, like um, in in our country over here, we have young people, um, you know, killing each other, you know, hurting each other. um, You know, it's it's becoming an epidemic. What's your thoughts on what we can do for our young people? It's, uh, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's ironic, but it's, it's almost a blessing that you ask that question because that's one of the things that I have been talking about to my son and my husband and my siblings lately. And that which is our teenagers are in a crisis, literally. One of the things that uh, parents don't understand is one, the teenager's brain. Two, it's not physically developed. Three, they're all in identity crisis. And four, it is truly a crisis. And it's a developmental crisis. And when I say that, what I mean is this. Teenagers are not able to cope with anything. They're not able to cope with you yelling at them. They're not able to cope with peers criticizing them. They're not able to cope with bad grades. They're not able to cope. They are in a developmental crisis. And something that could be normal is considered normal, abnormal to them, and they don't know what to do. So when we yell and we scream and we judge and we criticize our children, we're pushing them deeper and deeper into this crisis state. And if you look at adults, just look at grownups, look at adults for one second. Some of them still cannot cope because they have not passed that developmental stage, the identity stage. You have not they, They have not identified who they are. Mm -hmm. And so when you see children and teenagers beating and hurting each other, there's no love for humanity because they don't they don't know who they are. And then look at the TVs. Look at what's on our TVs. Look at what's in the music. Every every song is shoot them up, bang, bang, sex, this pop a pill, pop a pill, that take this drug, shoot this person. It's so negative. And since the, the teenagers mind has not been physiologically or physically developed. Imagine them being brainwashed with that type of information. Yeah. It takes away the humanity of them. It, it, it takes away the the soul that is with, really inside of us. And it's horrifying. It is, mm-hmm. And you say in your country, it's everywhere, Imani. In the United States, teenagers are killing teenagers back to back the back there is no love for self and i think parents i don't place blame mm-hmm. but i think parents need to learn how to 
connect and how to interact and how to relate to their teenagers. Teenagers need our love. They need our understanding. They need us to be quiet. They need us to hear them. And so when they're not getting that at home, they're seeking external. Once again, they're seeking outside for that love, for that fill up, for that connection, for their family. They're looking for someone to understand them. And it's unfortunate that the people that they're connecting to are more than likely using marijuana, Mm -hmm. which slows the developmental stage down even more, interferes with decision making, you know, destroys the ability to concentrate. So there's a lot of factors that are playing into our youth. But for the most part, I think if parents, I think if we had a course on uh, teaching (laughs) parents to understand the crisis that the teenagers are in, then we could probably reach them a lot sooner or better. Do you know what I want to ask you about? You know, um, back in the day, you know, there was always this saying that, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And these days, you know, people are, you know, a lot a lot of people are doing it on their own, um, you know, and it is a struggle. I know years ago I was a single mum part of the time. Um, and it is, it is really, you know, it's a, it's a big difference doing it on one's own um, and doing it as it was back in the day, you know, you had your grandmother nearby or, you know, we had our grand with us, you know, living with us. Um, and most people had that type of setup or, you know, aunties or, you know, around. Whereas now so many people are just on their own trying to bring up their children. What would you, do you think that that's got a fact? So do you think, do you think people, um, parents are being blamed unfairly? Well, um, I think back in the day, there was sisterhood, as you spoke of. There was a lot of sisterhood. Yes. There was sisterhood. And that's why why the village was there. The village was there because we believed and we wanted to help each other. Mm -hmm. Because we all struggled together and we saw the struggle. And we wanted to connect with each other and we wanted to help each other. And I think now it still takes the village. My son is 17 and I, I've, I've reached out to many people. I reach out to male friends. It takes a village mm. because at the end of the day, there's not one person out here that's going to tell you that they raised their child all by themselves without the assistance of somebody. somebody. Yeah, that's is true. Gonna, there's we, somebody we, around. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we, we're, we're humans. So, you know, the universe put people in places to help us. So we should be getting help. However, to respond to, do you think there is an unfair blame? I think today parents are very young. Yeah. I think parents are not even mentally equipped to be parents. Mm-hmm. Having a child at 16, you're not mentally equipped to be a, ch- a parent. You're mm-hmm. not, you know, and having a, a child while you're under the influence of any drug, you're not mentally prepared. Mm-hmm. So what happens is these parents, maybe they're being unfairly judged, but people have to be held accountable. Yeah. You know, there, there, yeah, there has to be a level of accountability in how we're raising our children. And then the men who decide to walk away from their children need to be held accountable and not just financially. There has to be something to get men to see that our children need you. And I know there are women out here who are interfering with relationships, but children need both parents both parents and 
that's not the case in a lot of homes today. Yeah, that's so that's so true. Um, You know, I feel, you know, I, I feel so sad when I see what our children are doing to each other. And I do feel that we do live in a time where, you know, there's so much coming at the children. You know, they've got, like you said, they've got their grades to think about. They're on these computer games and, you know, some of it seems a bit toxic to me. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. And, you know, the music, as you said. Um, So lots and lots of things are going on. And I do feel as well we've got, you know, we live in a different time. Social media, social media and the Internet um, and parents weren't really, a lot of parents weren't really brought up with that, whereas children are. And, you know, they're very, very proficient on it. So, you know, we've got a different world and um, we've all got to learn together. And like you said, you know, we have to come back to the village. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, my, like I said, my son is 17 and um, I, I've, rec- I've, I've attempted to recruit men. I've even reached the therapist. There is a village of people out here that can help us. Mm-hmm. You know, the question is, you know, do will we reach out for the help? Right. That's yes. the question. Will we reach for the help? And then will we even accept the help? Because some of us are in this mindset that if you ask for help, something must be wrong with you. No, to ask for help means that you want to be in a better place. Mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything is wrong. So I just think with social media, social media is now a babysitter. (laughs) Cell phones are babysitters. You know, some women are working two or three jobs and they just legitimately don't have the time Mm -hmm. to be in their kids' faces. So they're using phones as babysitters. And, you know, because... A lot of the men aren't there. And I'm not saying, you know, we have all of these homes that are absent men, but I'm Mm -hmm. saying they may be there, but are they in the homes? Mm -hmm. You know, who's guiding our children? If the mother is working two and three jobs, who's with the baby? Is the father with the baby? If he's not with the baby, then who's babysitting? Mm -hmm. Social media, cell phones, you know, And, and it's sad. It's really sad. But that's the world we're living in right now. And now they have access to all of this, this low vibrational energy. Yes. They have access to this, this, the, the violence. You know, they can see it a lot more and, it's, and, and, and they're becoming desensitized. They're becoming desensitized to people being murdered and people being hurt and shot and killed. <laughs> and so to inflict it upon somebody else, it's, it's easy. If you're watching it on a regular and it's normalized. It becomes the norm. I mean, people yeah. say, yeah, you hear people say, oh, it's normal to drop out of school. That's normal in the hood. That's normal to sell. That's not normal. No. You know, that's normal to fight and get somebody hit in the head with a stick. That's not normal. You know, the mindset, things we have been brainwashed to believe is literally killing us slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our teenagers. Yeah, so uh, basically, and, and going back to the, the, the top of the, you know, what we've been talking about, our teenagers are really just reflecting society. Is that? Yes. Yeah. So we're yes. seeing, yes. they're yes. acting yes. out. Yeah, they're acting out, you know, from politics to the medical, you know, to the health, you know, because like, you, like you're saying, like your business now is to free people from eating that is, you know, going to destroy them. And um, so all these different things coming together and then the teenager is really showing the result of that in their behavior and attitudes. Yes. Wow. Yes. 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 Coach Kelly, I I want you to, again, just share your details um, 
just in case someone's just um, tuned in and um, I'm just letting you let them know that I'm speaking to Coach Kelly, a six-time author, a transformational coach, a mind coach, an entrepreneur, and as you can hear, very, very powerful speaker. Um, Coach Kelly, can you share your details so anyone can find your books and Absolutely. Again, I'm Coach. <laughs> I'm Coach Kelly from Transformer Lives Worldwide, comma LLC. Mm-hmm. Well, I empower you to reach emotional freedom, discover your infinite possibilities, and create your best self. Our website is www.kelleypoorter.com. I'm all over social media as Coach Kelly. Coach K E L L E Y. If you do not add the other E, you will not find you. You'll end up like me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Coach Kelly, you know, yes. I see your I see your posts everywhere, and, you know, you're so positive and, you know, wonderful. And what I want you to really just share, I, I know, you know, we've gone over time, and I hope, you, I hope you're okay with that. But before we wrap up this okay. segment, um, can you just share with people, you know, what is it like to be free and to really know yourself and feel good about yourself and to actually look at the things that's happened to you and use, you know, instead of um, allowing them to, to destroy you, you allow it to recreate you into the person that you are today. Um, what's, you know, I, I kind of want you to just um, let people know when they work on, when you work on yourself, what can people expect how can how does it feel to be happy and free it's a it really i feel like a breath of fresh air i feel like a breath of fresh air because <clears throat> i am okay with looking at me right i am okay with my flaws i am okay with everything that society says i should not be i am okay with yeah. being I am okay with being loud sometimes. I am okay <laughs> with talking too much sometimes, right? I am okay with having a piece of chicken from sometimes. Yeah. I am okay with these things that society says a woman shouldn't do. <laughs> I am okay with having my own business. I am okay with speaking my mind. I am okay with saying things that people don't want to say. I am okay with me because this is who God has created and I love all of me and it truly feels so fascinating to just be free and not care what anybody thinks it really it is an amazing place to just walk down the street and dance like nobody's looking it's okay to be (laughs) in the grocery store and talk to the fruits and vegetables like nobody's watching it's okay to just be yes it's it's i wouldn't change this space for nothing but that's the glory that you see but we all know that story was nothing nice but i wouldn't Yes, the storm, it is the storm that got me here, you know, so being free, it is a place of, it is a place beyond beauty. It's a place of just being able to just breathe. Mm-hmm. Breathe again. Yeah. Wow. Just breathe again. That's, yeah. That's powerful. Thank you so much. Um, you know, this has been an incredible hour, a little bit over, but I hope you I hope you're okay yeah. with that. Um, but I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> you know I want to really just li- let you um, have a few words. If there's anything that you want to say or share or you know let people know about, um, please you know be my guest. Yeah, I would like to say this. Um, you know, we 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 live in a world where 
you know, women are taught to feel not enough. Men are taught to feel they got to have this nice car. They got to have this money. And, and we're, we're not in a space of just true self-love. You know, we got to get back to love. We have to get back to acceptance. Mm-hmm. We have to get back to feeling validated within ourselves. We have to stop seeking approval from a society that does not want us to feel approved, that does not want us to feel accepted. Mm-hmm. We got to get back to a space of loving all those parts of us that we deem as unlovable. Because at the end of the day, you get one life. We get one life. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to continue to live your life wondering about what somebody think about you? Are you going to continue to live your life afraid to wear that shirt or show your shoes or your feet or show your belly? Are you going to continue to just be afraid and live in fear? Or are you going to one day learn to just be okay with who you are? We have got to get back to that space. And I would just encourage you to just practice one day at a time telling yourself, you are lovable, you are worthy, and you are accepted. I'm Coach Kelly, Transformer Lives Worldwide, LLC, empowering you to reach emotional freedom, discover your infinite possibilities, and create your best life. Coach Kelly, thank you so, so much. Um, every time when I speak to you, I just feel so empowered, as I do right now. I feel I could just go and do anything after speaking to you. <laughs> and um, I'm sure it's the same for everybody who's tuned in on the radio and who's watching on um, Facebook Live. And um, you, you're looking very, very smart, very lovely. So um, thank, thank you. you so, so much. And um, I hope you, you will join us again. I feel like you're family to this show now. I know you're doing so many things and we're so lucky to, ha- to, to be able to get you on. And maybe next time we won't be able to get you, but, you know, um, it's been amazing. And, you know, you've got such a big heart. You really care about people. And, you know, um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Imani. <laughs> I love you, Sister Queen. Thank you oh, so much. You All the way from the UK. Oh, bless you. Thank you.